And welcome back once again to Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. And this is a continuation of the episode titled Worship and the Church. We're learning all about worship and how we need to be singing songs that are rooted in sound theology and that there are many songs that are not very theologically sound that are sung in churches all across this nation. And so, again, I hope this will be a very informative episode for you. I hope you take it to heart and I ask for your patience and indulgence because I've got several more parts of this episode and I'm going to try not to repeat myself too often, but I think this is a very important topic. God takes worship very seriously. He takes his name very seriously. And so we need to make sure that we are worshiping the one true God. And I encourage you to share this with your pastor. And I'm not trying to necessarily sit here and rag on pastors or rag on worship pastors, but it's an issue that I have found that I think we need to address in the church. It is very important what songs we are singing on Sunday mornings. And just as a reminder, if you have a question about something that you've heard on one of the podcasts, you can email the podcast at truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. Truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. In the first part of this episode, I started with part of an interview by radio host Todd Friel, and he was interviewing Justin Peters. And I'll give you a little bit of background on both of the men. Justin Peters has a ministry that focuses on the sufficiency of God's word and works to expose false teachings of the prosperity, health, and wealth gospel. And if you're interested in learning more about Justin Peters, you can visit justinpeters.org. And if you would like to learn more about host Todd Friel and Wretched Radio, which is the radio program that he hosts, you can visit wretched.org. And I also mentioned that the company that I work for here in DFW is Salem Media Group. And while they don't necessarily uh, endorse the podcast, the views and opinions are my own. We do carry Wretched Radio every weekday afternoon from 4.30 to 5.30 on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. And you can listen to The Word through our free app, or you can also go online thewordfm.com. And of course, you can also listen on your radio at 100.7 FM. Again, that's every weekday afternoon from 4.30 to 5.30. So we just kicked off the first couple of minutes of this episode, and Justin Peters was talking about why it's important that we sing songs that are rooted in sound theology. And right off the bat, he called out Bethel and Hillsong. He'll eventually call out Elevation Church. And in this next part of the episode, he's going to respond to the claims that Bethel, Hillsong, and Elevation use their songs as primary evangelism tools. And again, as I mentioned in the last episode, I emailed the pastor of the church that I go to on Sundays, and it was a conviction that I had. He called out one of the pastors from one of the churches that I've mentioned, and then we sang a song from one of those churches that night in the worship service. And I said, I just feel like it's sending mixed signals. You're calling them out because you know that they don't push and they don't support the one true Jesus. And yet here we are 
singing their songs. It, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. And so and his excuse was that many people don't know where these songs come from, but I would argue in the world of technology, the world of the internet, that is just not the case because if you like a song and you want to learn more about it or learn who wrote it, you can easily go to the internet and you can type in the lyrics of the song and it will pull it up for you. It tells you who it's by. You can see the different versions. And Justin Peters also talked about how a lot of the older hymns that we sing are written by people who may not have been theologically sound. They may not have had great theology, but people don't associate the songs with them. These churches that we're talking about are active movements. You can go and you can follow these churches. You can follow and and see what they say. And so that's why it's very important that we sort of break away from these songs. So again, in this next section of the video, Justin Peters is going to be talking about how they use the songs as evangelism tools, but also how it's the pastor's job to keep the sheep from things that could be dangerous. And a shepherd is supposed to protect the flock from wolves, and Justin Peters calls these churches wolves, and he defends calling those churches wolves as well. So let's get back to the interview. Again, this is radio host Todd Friel interviewing Justin Peters. Please do not run past that statement. Camp there for just a moment. The music is being used by them for what goal? To enlarge their own camp, to enlarge their reach, to enlarge their churches, to bring people into their false theological system. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens, Todd. You know, uh, they're not going to write music that has just completely outlandish lyrics. Now, some of it that maybe we may talk about is borderline on, on that. But a lot of their music, it's going to pass a basic doctrinal smell test. And that's intentional because they know if it doesn't that most churches aren't going to put it in their services. And here's what happens. On Sunday morning, when churches put these lyrics up on the screen, and the unsuspecting person sitting out there in the pew reading the lyrics, singing the lyrics, and then they see in the fine print at the bottom, copyright, copyright, Bethel music, copyright Hillsong, and let's throw in elevation music with that as well, Stephen Furtick. So when they, when they see the fine print, they think, oh, Bethel, oh, Hillsong, I, I think I'll check them out. They must be okay. We're singing their music. And so they use their music as a hook to pull unsuspecting people into their false theological system. And so the local church singing those songs give the local church's stamp of approval. The pastor is saying, it's okay congregation, these songs are fine and you can follow the people who produce them. Or they hear them on the radio, then they see them that we're singing them in church and they go, they're fine. Right now, Justin, people are going, come on. You're telling me that we sing a song by Bethel or Elevation or Hillsong. It's orthodox. You're telling me that people are going to see the fine print and then they're going to run off and start following their teaching. That's ridiculous. And you can't prove that. Oh, I think common sense proves it. I mean, that's why they do what they do. That's why they put their music out there. That. This, as I said, this is their primary tool no, the, of growing it, it, their church. It's not speculative. The numbers no, demonstrate the growing movement in the world. As bad as it is here, as bad as the Word of Faith movement and the Prosperity Gospel is here, 
I can tell you, Todd, because I've been all over the world, it is far worse in other parts of the world, far worse in Central and South America and Africa. Africa is absolutely saturated. And so we do have proof that this is what is happening because of the explosive growth. And the number, as we watch are disappearing from good churches, they are regularly going into movements like this because of the ecstatic worship, the emotionalism, because they believe the music is okay, because evangelicals as a whole have put a stamp of approval on Bethel and Hillsong music, therefore putting a stamp of approval on the churches. Right. All right. One of, one of the pastor's most solemn duties is to guard his flock against wolves. He must do that. And if he's not doing that, then he's, he's failing in one of his right, primary so now responsibilities. You've, you've just made a very strong statement. You're saying that these churches are wolves. Make your case. And he will make his case in just a few moments. And again, you're listening to Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. And we'll get back to the interview in just a moment. And in this next section, Justin Peters, again, is going to defend that statement that these churches are wolves and that they just want people to latch onto their music. And that's why they make a lot of their songs bring out the emotion into people because they know that emotions are a hook. And again, he'll talk more about that in just a few moments. But Justin Peters is also about to talk about the teachings of these false churches. And the pastors of Bethel and Hillsong teach from Philippians 2, 5, and 7. And they believe that Jesus was a perfect man and wasn't fully God and fully man. And Bill Johnson, who is the pastor at Bethel, says Jesus did miracles as a man in a right relationship with God and was not fully God. So I guess in his Bible, John 1, 1 does not exist. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but John 1, 1 was actually changed in the Jehovah Witness watchtower in their scriptures or their literature, because here's what John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, which is Jesus, and the word was with God. And here's the part where, again, apparently Bill Johnson doesn't believe this part, and I know the Jehovah's Witnesses took this part out, and the Word was God. Jesus was fully God, and he was fully man. He did not give up his divinity. That's very important to understand. So here's my argument with these songs. If these pastors and these churches believe that Jesus was just simply a man in a right relationship with God, then how in the world can they write songs about Jesus, the name that is above every name? So you see how, at least I hope you see, that by singing these songs written by these churches, or quote-unquote churches, I keep calling them churches, but they're really movements is what they are, but do you see how singing these songs may not actually be singing? You're not worshiping the one true Jesus, the one true God, because they don't know who the real God is. So let's get back to the interview again. Justin Peters is going to defend that statement that he made where he called these churches wolves, and he'll go a little bit more in depth about the false teachings of these churches. Bethel comes, it is Word of Faith, New Apostolic Reformation. Uh, this movement, this health and wealth, prosperity gospel, word of faith movement, it is rooted in the metaphysical cults like Christian science, New Age, Gnosticism, and it has a very aberrant view of God, a very aberrant view of man, 
a very aberrant Christology. They teach that um, they teach the little gods doctrine that we are all little gods, which has a whole lot more in common with Mormonism than it does anything else. They teach the little gods doctrine. They teach positive confession that we can speak things into existence. That is an ability that only God has, but they ascribe that ability to humans, to Christians. Uh, they have a very aberrant view of Christ, his person and his work. They believe that Jesus was that Jesus completely divested himself of his deity when he was on earth. Completely divested himself of his deity. In fact, Bill Johnson, one of his quotes, one of his many, he said, Jesus was the most normal Christian who ever lived. And so uh, if you are a Christian, then you are just like Jesus. All the rights, all the privileges. They believe that Jesus atoned for our sins down in hell where he literally had to be reborn. He died a spiritual death, ceased to be God, and had to be reborn. Jesus actually had to get saved. He had to be, in fact, Bill Johnson says that Jesus was the first uh, born again man, that he, that he was born again. Uh, Jesus had to get saved. This is a standard doctrine that Kenneth Copeland has taught for decades and Kenneth Hagin before him. So. And their, and their whole gospel message is different. It, the, the prosperity gospel, they appeal to people through two of the most basic and universal of all human desires, the desire to be wealthy and the desire to be physically healed. Almost everyone on the planet wants that. They'll say, if, you, if you'll come to Jesus, if you'll just ask Jesus into your heart, then he'll make you rich and you'll never have to be sick again. Well, you've got about seven billion people on the planet who want those things. And so they make this emotive response to, these, to this prosperity gospel, but that is not the real gospel. They, they rarely talk about sin. If you, if you listen to Bill Johnson or Brian Houston or Joel Osteen, Kenneth Copeland, Joel Osteen, any, any of these, Benny Hinn, sin is not something that you commit against a thrice holy God that incurs his wrath. In fact, uh, Bethel Church actually will flat out teach you that man is inherently good. That man is inherently good. That's one of their staple teachings. So sin is not something that you commit against a thrice holy God that incurs his wrath. Rather, sin is something that prevents you from having your best life now. It prevents you from experiencing the abundant life. It's just something that hinders you. It's not something that incurs the wrath of God. So, so these are false churches. Well, to me, that's pretty amazing. Some of those so-called theology that those churches have. How crazy is that? They believe that Jesus was the first born-again Christian, that Jesus gave up his divinity when he came down here to earth. Again, that is not biblically and Bible-based. And if it's not based on the Bible, it's wrong. And so I hope you're starting to see why it is not a good idea to sing songs from these churches. I want to continue with this interview now, and Justin Peters is going to continue talking about some of the crazy theology and beliefs of these churches. Some of these are pretty mind-blowing. Let's just listen as he talks for the next couple of minutes about some of the Bethel, Hillsong, and Elevation churches. And you and I have both met parents, weeping parents, whose sons and daughters, because of the music, 
have gone into these systems. They then go into their supernatural school of healing ministries. They have dead raising teams. If you haven't heard about Olivia, the little girl who died, one of the worship leaders, or Olive rather, who died. And for seven, eight days, they tried to call on God and insist resurrection because we have the authority to resurrect the dead. That made, that made national news. That's the tip of the iceberg. They have dead raising teams which will go out into the streets and tell people that they can pray for their dead relatives. This is grave soaking yes. territory that we're talking yes. about. Yes. Describe what that is. They believe that when a one of their generals, one of their like whether it's Amy Simple McPherson or Catherine Kuhlman or Smith Wigglesworth, one of these charismatic generals, quote unquote, from days gone by, when they die, there's an anointing that resides on their bones and and hence the, the the grave and if you go and lay on the tomb or lay on the grave you can actually soak up this anointing from these dead people that is that is straight out of the occult the occult that is that is demonic and and that is that is a normal practice for bethel Right. And also the association with what teachers, and this is both Bethel and Hillsong, because Justin, you're right, Hillsong, I don't think is as extreme outwardly as Bethel is. Not in the, right, not because in Bethel their is the outward fire tunnels, the falling down and right. the shaking and the flopping. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a, not quite as ecstatic as that. But does Bill Johnson ever preach at Brian Houston's church and vice versa? Yes. Do any other false teachers preach in their pulpits? Yes. Hillsong has been the host to practically every well-known false teacher that uh, soils the landscape of evangel evangelicalism today. Uh, they endorse everyone. Bill Johnson has spoken there numerous times recently. Uh, Bill Johnson, you name it. Uh, they endorse Kenneth Copeland. They endorse Joel Osteen. They endorse Benny Hinn. Uh, all Hillsong. of them. Hillsong does, yes, okay. absolutely. Justin Peters is so right. Some of those beliefs and some of those things that Bethel especially seems to do are straight out of the occult. They're demonic. And again, that is why it's so important that we do not support and sing songs from Bethel worship, especially Bethel. You can group Hillsong and Elevation into those, but I think the worst of the three is Bethel. And you may say, well, we're not giving money to them. Well, in the next part of the episode, they do talk about how actually you are because your church has a music license that allows them to play different songs in your church. And again, the money from these licenses go to the artist. So yes, your church is paying these other so-called churches for their songs and they're supporting what they are doing and we should not be doing that. So again, I pray that, that you would continue to indulge me as we go through this. We're about halfway through this interview. It's a very fascinating interview. I hope that you've learned something that you already didn't know. And Justin Peters has been doing research. Again, as I said, he has a ministry where he calls out different ministries and different pastors that teach the prosperity gospel as well as false 
teachers, because again, it is very important that we follow what the Bible says. And so Justin Peters, I found is pretty right on with everything that he is saying. And so you can do your own research. You can formulate your own ideas. I am just saying that I think that we should not be singing these songs in churches. And here is why, because of what these churches believes. And you know what? I can tell you this right now, before I close out this episode, I'll bet you that your church, the reason you don't know about a lot of this is because, of course, your church is not either one, they're ignorant to what these churches believe, or two, they don't want to bring it up because then you might start to question, well, okay, if that's what these churches believe, then why on earth are we singing their songs? And then, of course, that means that somebody's going to have to come up with a tough answer. So anyway, I'm going to continue this on the next episode. I've got much more on this topic, and so I hope you will join me for the next episode. Let's quickly go once again to the throne of grace. Lord, thank you so much for today. And Lord, I just pray that if there are any who were not aware of what these so-called churches, Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation, are teaching, I pray that their eyes would be open to the truth of your word. And I pray that you would put it in their heart to want to worship you, but that they would want to worship the true Jesus and come to understand who Jesus actually is, because we know how much you hold your name in high standards, and we want to worship you for everything that you do in our lives, because you are worthy of all of our praise. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I will continue this on the next episode. This is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless until next time.